support for this podcast brought to you by the Independent Voter Project. Um, while a lot of organizations try to fight within the two-party narrative, the Independent Voter Project has taken a different route, is to truly fight for nonpartisan voters. That doesn't even mean independent voters. It means independent-minded voters. It could be Republicans, Democrats, everybody that's frustrated with the direction of our hyper-partisan politics. Um, I've been I've been representing Independent Voter Project for almost 15 years as the legal strategist. Um, we filed lawsuits. We've written initiatives statewide in California. We've uh, joined, uh, helped found organizations on the national level that their their exclusive focus is reforming the election process so that nonpartisan voters have a more meaningful participation. That might sound esoteric or sound uh, not impactful, but by definition, you're always going up against the party in control or the folks that benefit from the current system. So I'm, I'm proud to be a part of successful initiatives. I'm proud of the work that IVP does. If you're following this podcast, I, I'd encourage you to put, to subscribe to it and, um, I mean, go to independentvoterproject.org. Check it out. Look what independent voter projects doing. I know, uh, you know, you don't, you can't really miss a dinner conversation without talking about how absurd politics is. Well, you're not going to hear it from the media that is a part of that hyperbolized conversation. You got to break out of it. Go to places like independentvoterproject.org. And from there, I think you'll find that there's a growing community that are demanding changes and independent voter projects leading that community. I'm Chad Peace. I'm very proud to be the legal strategist for the Independent Voter Project. You know, for over 12 years, I've been proud that, you know, as an organization, while everyone else is focused on the two-sided, hyperbolized debate, Independent Voter Projects put their head down and do things like file initiatives and lawsuits that create structural change that actually elevates the voting rights for voters who are sick and tired of the two-party debate. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent, including Olas Media. Olas Media. You're listening to the Lawyer in Blue Jeans podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Lawyer in Blue Jeans podcast. My name is Justin Isaac, and I am your host today. And today I'm joined by a very special guest. I have Jordan Marks in studio, the San Diego County Assessor Recorder Clerk. County Clerk and civil uh, Commissioner of Civil Marriages. Oh, okay. And so. today, the Assessor in Blue Jeans. <laughs> I love it. I am unfortunately not wearing blue jeans today. Please do not hold it against me, but Jordan, thank you very much for joining. I appreciate it. Of course, Justin, happy to be here with you. You know, uh, not only are we at this podcast together today, but we're partners. Actually, our offices work quite hand in hand, and I appreciate that. So That is true. We uh, At my office, we are dealing with the county assessor, county recorder constantly, uh, which is how I've gotten to know you. And, and we've had some good conversations in the past, too, about how to make the process uh, a little bit more efficient, a little bit better, or uh, user friendly? And and one thing I've really loved is that you are you like to listen to what we have to say, and you're you're really it seems like you're really wanting to make these changes and make sure that we have uh, you get some good feedback from us. Whereas I think some government officials maybe are a little standoffish, don't care, don't want to know. 
uh, and you've made it a point to be very much involved in. I really do appreciate that. Well, at my office, above everything else that we do, and we do a lot, it's three offices crammed into one mm-hmm. title. Best best deal in government for taxpayers. You get yeah. three for the price of one. <laughs> but our overarching goal for every part of my office is to put people first with great customer service. And you can't do that with an ego. Yeah. So your feedback, folks that are listening, if they see a way that we can improve, mm-hmm. we are always looking for that opportunity. In fact, we measure our folks, we reward our folks on great customer service. And uh, right now for this year, we're reporting a 99.4% positive customer service rating. Wow. But that last piece, we call everybody and say, hey, how can we do it better? Yeah. And so it's through your feedback that we get to be the best in the state. And I really have to say I have 450 staff members. Uh, our, our budget, our energy, our focus mm-hmm. is great customer service. That's such a appealing thing, too, because I really feel that I – and I've told my staff this many times, too, that I we run a law firm that uh, – we're a customer service firm that does legal work, too, uh, because it's really important, uh, the lasting image. And – all too often, people go to the DMV or they go to other places and you just don't get great customer service. And our expectation is that we don't get that too. So having, um, I think, setting the mold like that, where you're, or I guess, uh, breaking the mold is, is what you're doing because we are coming to expect that we don't get good customer service and then all of a sudden we do, it kind of throws us off guard, right? Well, I'll tell you, for the folks uh, out there in the, uh, the radio land or listening in, they can't see my smile ear to ear right now. And Justin's like, why are you smiling so yeah. big? <laughs> Our number one customer feedback comment mm-hmm. is please take over the DMV. <laughs> and it's because you can come into my office and get a birth certificate in 15 minutes. Yeah. You can order it online. Yeah. But not only are we thoughtful for having it available in your PJs 24-7, but also, uh, you know, uh, so my office is involved with San Diego's uh, lives. We, every most, you know, we would like to say that at your most important parts of lives, Mm -hmm. we're there with you. Yeah. So uh, I'm the assessor. We do property taxes. Mm -hmm. I'm the recorder county clerk. We do birth, death, marriage certificates. Mm -hmm. When you record that deed, when you buy your house, we we keep the record to make sure that your ownership is protected. Mm -hmm. We also, uh, I'm the clerk. So when you file a new business and you have a fictitious business name, you file that with my office. Mm -hmm. When you get married as the commissioner of civil marriages, I deputize folks across the county to perform those ceremonies. Or we issue those licenses, about 30,000 a year. So at all of your life's big moments, mm-hmm. we're with you, but we're there to make sure that we do it with amazing customer service. So I, I learned, and you know, you grow in life, and I'm sure just in your experience that when I'm when my wife had our our son, mm-hmm. I said, well, let's go get the birth certificate because we have to get our son on in the insurance. Yeah, and I said, well, great, you know, you just got you just gave birth, you're out of the hospital. Don't worry, you don't have to go into the office. You can order online. It's simple and yeah. easy. Yeah. No, I, ha- I have to go into the office. Yeah, and I was like, "Why? Cause I need to get out of bed. I need to get out of the house. I've been, you know, stuck here for yeah. a month <laughs> with a crying baby, and I want to get out of the house." Yeah, and so I sat with my staff afterwards, and I said, "Just imagine, it's not because they can't order online; mm-hmm. it's because we're providing a different service, an excuse to get out of the house for a uh, for a mom that just gave birth." Yeah, and so I said, "When they're here." It's 15 minutes is fine, and you can manage a baby in 15 minutes, a newborn, change yeah. a diaper. But if they're here for two hours, yep. then that becomes a weight and a 
you know, something that is a different type of red tape of life. Yeah. We cut all that. Yeah. And we're thoughtful for the for the moms and the families that just want an excuse to come in and get a birth certificate. Yeah. Or for the folks that just lost a loved one and they need to get that death certificate in a mm-hmm. timely manner and help transfer their property and make sure that their taxes and wealth that they build for their families doesn't go up. We're there for everybody at their moments of need. Yeah, and I think that that's such a good point because these are uh, highly stressful emotional uh, times too. Births, deaths, uh, and in that, I'll tell you weddings too. You'd be interesting what we oh, see yeah. in the. <laughs> I can only imagine. I'm sure there's a, a reality show that we can base definitely on uh, some of the things that you see at the weddings at the the county building. But uh, yeah, life events. Um, I mean, really should change the title of the office to from like county assessor to the life events, uh, you know, office instead because they're birth, death, marriage, everything in between. Starting business. a business. Yeah, I mean, all of these things. And they shouldn't happen with red tape or bureaucracy. Yeah, agreed. And my office does everything we can to make it seamless and also be thoughtful. Yeah. Look, uh, you and I are both attorneys. I mm-hmm. went to law school. Uh, you are an active practicing attorney. I just try to be thoughtful and helpful. But that's what my office does too is say, hey, you're coming to our office at these moments. What can we ask for you? Yeah. How can we help be thoughtful for you? Yeah. When you're transferring your most precious investment, your home, to your kids. Yeah. When you're a senior that wants to take advantage of some of these new tax laws that says, how do I maintain my low tax base so I can afford to still live here in San Diego County and thrive? Yeah. And sometimes you don't know the questions to ask. So you hire an expert like the lawyers in blue jeans that works in my office. Yeah. And we need you to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Our office has some restrictions within the law of what we can do. Mm Mm-hmm. But we at least try to tell you, have you asked this question? Have you met with your legal counsel yeah. to make sure that you've planned accordingly for your estate and your family? Because you work hard. We all work 40, 70 hours a week. Some, yeah. you know, in San Diego County, two to three jobs is not unheard of. That, that's absolutely true. So do you, do you find yourselves, um, th- would you say that's one of the biggest questions, biggest hurdles you get from these people is that you can't give legal advice and that people just don't know that, and whenever they ask a question, it kind of borders on legal advice. Is that a common thing in the office? Yes, okay. and so what we've done, San Diego County is one of the few counties in the state of California, there's 58. Mm-hmm. Three of us have taxpayer advocates. Mm-hmm. My office actually has a formal taxpayer advocate office. We're the only one okay. dedicated to helping you when you're stuck on that line mm-hmm. get beyond it, and, and so we have the experts there. I, I have wonderful professional staff. Are they attorneys? So uh, some of them are attorneys, like myself. That's mm-hmm. how I started as a taxpayer advocate in mm-hmm. the office. And some of them are certified property tax appraisers or s- certified experts in the recording process. Okay. And so uh, quite often I'll find myself walking to a, with a customer down the hallway saying, hey, you look like you're a little lost. How can we help? Yeah. And then we'll walk in together and walk them through it. But generally, I find that you know there's some things that we can help with. And then also there's a point where we need to say to you, you need to be thoughtful about your entire portfolio, your entire package, because tax law is not just a California thing. There's a federal component. Mm-hmm. There's other pieces of your portfolio. And if you're going to really maximize that wealth, you work so hard. Mm-hmm. If you're really going to maximize that opportunity to take care of your family, because that's what you want to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. You need to have a professional look at everything that you're doing. Yeah. And so if we only do one slice of the pie, we don't really see everything else. So we just try to make sure that you have the questions to ask. Yeah, that that, makes sense. That you know this is a point where you should be asking a question Mm -hmm. and then making sure that you're equipped so you can do what's right for your family. 
Yeah, and I speaking firsthand, uh, I'm sure a lot of people know that we do estate planning. That's all we do. And we are dealing with the county recorder, county assessor every single day with recording deeds, um, with uh, dealing with parent to child exclusions and, and, you know, things that come up of, of that nature. So I think Prop 19 is probably the most divisive prop that we've had in the last mm, 10 years or so in California. Um, and there's a lot of misunderstandings about how it works, too. But in, in a very general sense, uh, it used to be where you can pass along all your properties to your kids without being reassessed uh, with the new property tax base. Now you can only transfer one. Your primary residence, they have to take it as their primary residence. And then there's some other small things that go with it, too. Um, what's the status of Prop 19? Because I know that there's been a lot of talk about trying to repeal it and trying to you know, alter it and change it and whatnot. What have you heard from your side? So, so when I ran for office, and this is an elected office, and, and the reason why, mm-hmm. if you ever wondered why is my assessor in this administrative role mm-hmm. elected, it's because it's the taxation portion. It's the most sensitive yeah. place between government and the people. Yeah. And so my job is to make sure we do it right I'm not a revenue-driven office. Uh, it taxes, and that, that's the legislature. My job is to make sure that we are taking care of our folks and treating them and doing it right. Yeah, and being fair and equitable with everybody. Mm-hmm. So, with that, we had some major changes in the law with Prop 19 passing in 2020. Yeah, Prop 19 changed the way that parents can transfer property to their kids. Mm-hmm. There's also a grandparent to grandchild. I know some of you are like, well, I really love my grandkids. I, I know that now that I have my son, my my parents are like, oh, love him. Yeah. You're okay now. Yeah. So I just want to pass it directly. You can't do that. You have to go. You can only go to the grandchild if somebody's passed in between, unfortunately. But yeah. this transfer downward of those low taxes and on the properties, you're right. It used to be commercial rentals, other properties. Now... It has to deal with just principal, principal residence, primary residence mm-hmm. to primary residence. Yeah. And there's some very heavy restrictions on it. Uh, the slimming down of that benefit went to go and help seniors get a benefit that was expanded. Mm-hmm. So if you're over 55 in the state of California, you're a senior. Now, I have to say this, Justin. That is not my definition of a senior. I think 55 is the new 25. Yeah. But if you are 55, okay, and it just has to be one person in the relationship, you don't have to be married, you don't have to be family, but the person on title, and it's their primary residence. That's where you live, that's where you file your taxes, that's where you vote. You can sell that property and buy another property of equal value and keep the same low taxes. And the reason that's important is Prop 13 has been instrumental into housing affordability here in the state of California. Mm-hmm. And for those folks that don't know what Prop 13 is, that's what limited property taxes. So when you purchase your property, it's 1% of that purchase price that you agree to pay for the lifetime of that property. Mm-hmm. And that amount can go up to 2% per year. That has made a system that is affordable because guess what? You can predict what your property taxes are gonna be. You can budget for what your taxes are gonna be. So if you bought a home, mm-hmm. For $100,000 in 1980, the market has far outpaced the 2% increase. Yeah. So you have a house that you may be paying taxes of $5,000 on that if you tried to buy the same house today in the market, you'd be paying $20,000 on. So mm-hmm. people are like, I don't want to move. I don't yeah. want to give that up. Yeah. But what Prop 19 senior transfer allowed is for you to upgrade your lifestyle without increasing your property taxes with a thoughtful way for you to allow seniors to not be not be restricted by Prop 13, mm-hmm. 
but it, to actually encourage them to say, hey, maybe I don't need that five-bedroom, four-bath house. I can move into that two-bedroom condo mm-hmm. walkability downtown and let that other family move up. Yeah. And so we're seeing that happen now. More, more seniors are able to retire here with dignity mm-hmm. and thrive. But at the same time, it's bringing more housing stock for the younger families that are looking for those move-up properties and growing their families now. Have we seen an actual increase in the, uh, in the amount of houses that are coming onto the market as a result of this? So because of the parent-to-child restriction, mm-hmm. right, you used to – some families bought two or three houses over time, right? They're like, I want my kids to live next to each other. Can you believe it? Yeah. Now their kids are in North Carolina or Texas because that's where they're getting their new job and affording the new home. We're, we're seeing this. Yeah. So we're not – so those properties, those second or third properties are all getting what's called reassessed. That mm-hmm. means they come to market value. So if, if you had a lower tax base that your kids could afford, boom, it pops up to market. And with an average home at a million dollars, we're looking at an average tax bill of ten dollars to $12,000. Yeah. So – uh, we're seeing those properties go to the market. So six to 7,000 properties that we may not have seen, commercial, mm-hmm. multifamily, uh, other residential, second homes, vacation, those are all heading to the market now. Okay. So, so we, we have seen, seen an increase. We are seeing an increase there. And at the same time, we're seeing the seniors taking advantage of this property tax benefit at a much higher rate. Before Prop 19, the old rules were very restrictive. Yeah. And you only got to do it one time. Yeah. Now you can do it three times in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it really gave a tremendous amount of flexibility to seniors, and they're taking advantage of it as they adjust their lifestyle at retirement mm-hmm. or as they adjust their lifestyle because they want to retire, but they can't afford to. So now they can sell their home, take some dollars off the table, mm-hmm. comfort themselves for retirement, and uh, adjust to something that maybe is better for their lifestyle, yeah. a smaller property. Interesting. Okay. So – Prop 19 is obviously pretty pretty controversial, and you know I think you did a good job of explaining. There's a benefit to it. There's an obvious benefit to it with with uh, seniors. And, and by the way, if you're like, hey, I'm a senior, I'm thinking about this, but Jordan, that was a lot to take in because yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Go to our website www.sdarcc.gov, mm-hmm. and under the tax benefits box, you're going to see Prop 19 explained. That's the senior transfer. Perfect. It's, it's a six to seven minute video, but it yeah. it. You need it to kind of understand where you're going to go. And that's what my office does. Again, we're thinking for our customer, we're thinking yeah. for the taxpayer. Or obviously call Justin and his team. I'm sure they can help walk you through it as we, well. We definitely can. Uh, we've done uh, many times explaining, and I've had to kind of refine exactly how I explain Prop 19 to people because it is very confusing to the average person. Just send them my video. Yeah, and and I mean, the video, if you can just rewind it too, that definitely helps. But um I know that you kind of mentioned uh, programs that you, as you got in, um, we talked about this last time too. Uh, you have a new program where you can sign up and if anyone records anything on your property, you're notified immediately, right? Can you kind of explain that program? It's called Owner Alert. Okay. And it's an award-winning program now. We just got a governor, uh, a government experience award, top award of 39 county, cities, mm-hmm. federal jurisdictions. We got one of the 39 awards for having this amazing opportunity to protect your property. And it's free. Yeah. So some folks out there might be like, I heard of this. They're yeah. stealing my title. They're stealing my property. Yeah. What this does, it's called it's a recording notification. So if somebody takes the title to your property and they record it mm-hmm. and take it, you'll be notified right away. And why it's important. Well, Justin, you, you ever out for dinner with the family and you're like, all of a sudden you get a, 
a credit card alert on your phone. Yeah. Oh, just was at Victoria's Secret and ran up twelve hundred dollars, and you look <laughs> look over and you're like, no, nah, not me. My wife, that wasn't me. I yeah. promise. And you're like, oh, fraud, right? You yeah. Stop it right there. Yeah. It's the same idea. By us empowering you to tell you what's happening with your property and your title, mm-hmm. somebody puts a lien on it. You catch it right there. You stop it right there, and the damages stop because it can take the person committing the fraud six months to a year to take out a loan under your name. Now, before, people wouldn't find out until they refied their home or until they went to sell it. And they'd be like, oh, my God, somebody took my title. Yeah. And then they try to go do something, and then it takes them three to four years to unwind it yeah. through the legal process. We plug you in with the district attorney's office right away. We put a stop on it, and we help you unwind it right away with, uh, by just making sure that you catch it immediately. So it's almost like a credit freeze whenever you have uh, some kind of fraudulent activity. And I, I get this question a lot. There's a company out there that advertises a lot on certain news stations. Um, and that people ask me, like, is this, you know, should I do this? This seems uh, like this happens all the time. And I, I tell people, honestly, it doesn't happen that often. However, this new program really supersedes the need for buying into this, uh, you know, whatever the company is. I'm not going to even mention the company name um, because you get notified right away, which is exactly what that company does. And people think that this company that protects your title is is going to prevent it from even happening. They don't. They just notify you afterwards and then they say, oh, we have an attorney that will work on this for you for up to X amount of money. I just don't see the the need for something like that, especially when you have a program like this. So I, I applaud you for that, and I know you've won awards. That's great because I I think it's a great thing to have. And I utilizing technology with all the technology that we have available, this is just one step in that direction that I think really does help uh, people feel a little bit more comfortable uh, because things could happen, but having something like this in place makes you feel like you're a little prepared or a little bit more ready in case something happens sleep easy right yep that's what we want to do we want to make it so that way you don't have to think about it and and it's easy you go to our website again Mm www.sdarcc.com look for the shield with the green check mark owner alert and it literally in two minutes you're going to be signed up you punch in your parcel numbers and you can get that off your tax bill or you can call my office we're going to help you yeah you can do up to 10 of them. Mm-hmm. So if you have multiple parcels, you know, you're building your real estate empire yeah. or you're out of state and yeah. you just want to put mom and dad's place on your, you know, radar. Yeah. Because there's a lot of seniors and this that's who it happens to, seniors. Oh, absolutely. Or, and I'll tell you, this is the group that doesn't think about it that should be the most concerned. Where we see the fraud happen the most. I know you're like, tell me the, tell me the stories, Jordan. <laughs> it's the neighbor down the block that while you're going through probate and while your property is being sorted out after your parents passed. Yeah that says, ah, oh, it's been empty for two years. Let me go and send my kid over and transfer the title to them. Yeah. So it's it's when you're going through these lengthy processes or sometimes those estate disputes, if yeah. they didn't have a good planning with Justin, <laughs> you might find yourself having those long conversations later. Yeah. And it's that when, that's when the fraud happens, when they see the empty house. Yeah. And so that's when you need to sign up, before, sign up for our owner alert. Again, it's free. And if you're a small business owner and you put your business name in, if somebody puts a, a lien on your property, you just want to know these things. Yeah. And, you know, uh, particularly we saw people were uh, impacted by this when the refis, when the rates were 2, 2.5, and you're like, oh, I got this great rate, I'm going to lock it in. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Because somebody messed with the title. This will protect you. It will keep you safe and to make sure that every opportunity we can to keep your home safe and take advantage of uh, opportunities to lower your 
mortgage payments. Everybody loves it. Yeah, I'm, I would love. We'll that. be there for you. Yeah, yeah. I've actually started doing this with some of our clients when they come in, uh, when we're signing their documents. Say, hey, do you want us to sign you up for this? And half the time, well, the people who have emails, uh, we we sign them up on the spot because I, it just takes me two seconds to do it on my computer. Um, and it, so why not? Why not do that for every single person? Utilize the uh, the things that we have. So um, I know we have a, a little bit more time, but I want to go over. I, I we've talked about some of the things that you've done. I want to talk about what are you working towards, or what would you? What is like an ideal, uh, other than getting from ninety nine point four percent, ninety nine point six percent up to one hundred percent? What aspirations do you have for the county assessor, recorder, clerk? marriage, uh, the whole title. What do you have that you haven't implemented yet? And what kind of roadblocks do you see in your place that would prevent you from getting there? Well, one of the things that I've been working on that I'm pretty excited about, and I, I know you're like, well, we can talk taxes, we could talk recording documents. Uh, uh, we do e-recording. Mm-hmm. So we've moving people online easier. But it's my mobile marriage uh, van that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. I know you're like, very interesting. I will tell you, I, I'm a tax nerd. I'm a certified property tax appraiser. I worked at multiple tax agencies helping defend taxpayers and making sure they're treated fairly. Uh-huh. I, I fell in love with marriages. Uh, someone joked that I'm the maestro of marriages. Of our, <laughs> I, I love performing the ceremonies and bringing love to the county of San Diego in a greater way. So we're working on a mobile uh, mobile van that we could take out to La Jolla or to Borrego during the Borrego days and also serving our military. It actually is a very important part of serving our military. Mm -hmm. So I want to bring more love to San Diego County. I I really enjoy it. I like that. And then uh, actually even for back to school days, we can show up on site and issue birth certificates. So, you you know, people work nine to five or as I said, these days we're seeing nine to nine. And when do you find the time? So my office, we try to open up on Saturdays. We open up after hours. We try to be accommodating during those uh, pivotal points where you're like, I need to go in and get a back to school birth certificate or you know we have the uh, there's the marriage season we try to expand our hours and be and be accommodating to those folks we do after hours especially for our military that can't get off during nine to five and yeah. they want to have their family fly in this is another opportunity for us to expand great customer service mm-hmm. and spread the love yeah so. I like that and I you know a little bit self-serving I do the same at my office uh, we we open up on Saturdays once a month uh, and people really do appreciate it because sometimes you just can't get there from nine to five and we'll, we'll be at our office sometimes till like six or seven. Um, but we also, I, you know, you have to balance work life with your, your staff and whatnot too. And having, how many did you say? 150? 450 staff members and $90 million budget. Oh, wow. So, but uh, I'll tell you the other thing that I'm constantly working on it. It's not as, uh, uh, sexy as e-recording or mobile marriage, uh, but we're seeing Sacramento looking at different ways to constantly increase revenue. Mm-hmm. And I try to be the voice. Uh, you know, my wife and I, we have a two bedroom, one bath bungalow with our son. Mm-hmm. And we're in the struggle with San Diego. Yeah. I feel it. I'm thoughtful. People ask me what I lose sleep about. It's housing for my staff. Mm-hmm. You know, I nobody wants to live at home with their families for the rest of their life. They want to be able to have that a home with the backyard and raise their kids in a, in a, with dignity. And yeah. I want my staff to have that. I want, I want our San Diego community to have it. I want my community to have it. And so I'm constantly advocating and bringing that voice to Sacramento. That's mm-hmm. who makes our property tax rules. And then also adding transparency. We're seeing all these things come to the ballot and in the initiative. And I, I, I'm not telling people one way or the other. I just want them to know what it is. Yeah. 
And too often these days, we are seeing the gamesmanship of politics mask what's really being done. And we saw that with Prop 19 a little bit. Oh, yeah. And the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association is doing uh, uh, the effort to bring back the parent-to-child benefits. Mm -hmm. It really stripped a lot of wealth-building opportunities from our community. Yeah. You know, people come here for the American dream. Yeah. And that, that means paying for roads and schools. And they're in for that. Yeah. But it also means being able to hand something down to your kids. And so we're, I'm, I'm a part of that effort to restore that. Yeah. I mean, if I could find who I could talk to about the roads here, I would love to because I, I've, I'm born and raised here. You are too, right? I uh, grew up in New York and L.A., uh-huh. and I've been here about 20 years. So. Okay, so you're basically. I'm a transplant in San Diego. But, but more, more than half your life you've been here? Yes. Okay, so then, yeah. I, I went to I, community college at Miracosta College. Okay. And then I uh, went to UCLA Law School, came back. But, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I started my, my career here in San Diego. So you've seen it grow to what it is today, too. And I, I've been here for all my life, grew up in East County, and I really do think, and I'm trying not to be very cynical on this show, I tried to be you know, very happy and chipper, but it's really hard with how bad the roads are. I, I had a, a, a car that had a really bad suspension, and every time I would drive on our roads, I had, if I had a drink in the cup holder, it spills everywhere. And it, I know everyone complains about this, and it's a very kind of low-hanging fruit, but really, there is something we have. We have to do something about the roads. But Well, I'll tell you, it's election season, and so the roads will be getting better for this period. <laughs> but Funny how that works, It right? is. I know. I kind of <laughs> laughed. I said, oh, all this road work's being done by my house. And I go, oh, that's right. These yeah. folks, council members and mayors are for a re-election. But uh, maybe I should be calling my council person. I, I will say this. Uh, people should be optimistic. Yeah. You know, I, I see that there are folks that are really trying to do right by the community. I think, I hope I'm one of them. And, you know, I want our taxpayers to hold me accountable, but I'm going to be there being a voice for them. And there are people that are saying, hey, we need a safe San Diego County. Yeah. Because we see the crime, you know, we see what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We need need one that the schools are giving our kids a brighter future. Mm -hmm. These are the things we want a place that we can call home. Yeah. There are really good people in San Diego County working for that every day. And so, uh, you know, we need to highlight those people. I think think you're doing it. And I appreciate you, Justin, and what you do and the team, lawyers and blue jean, you know, you call me and you say, Hey, Jordan, this could be better. This could be easier. What could do? Yeah. And then you also call me and say, Hey, that was great service. And I appreciate all the above. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I do appreciate uh, things you're doing. I do have actually a question that I didn't prepare you for. Um, Are you planning on running for any other office? Okay. I know people are like, what? <laughs> no, uh, you don't want to cl- – I'm in a professional position. Yeah. Uh, I went to uh, school uh, for taxes. I I like helping folks. Yeah. And uh, when, I, when I was growing up, I had a single mom, had her own business, and I saw her struggle with two worlds. Yeah. One, as a businesswoman in the 80s, the glass ceiling was real. Yeah. And the boys club was real. Mm-hmm. And so I've engaged in women empowerment and uh, had conferences. It doesn't mean that, that, you know, one should take away from the other, but together we rise. Yeah. And I really believe in helping folks rise. So personally, that's what I'm engaged in. I'm a former member of the Hispanic Chamber Board. I believe that we are a better community yeah. when we are all having that great opportunity and promise of America. I, I'm a true believer mm-hmm. in a more perfect union. Doesn't mean that we've always been at our best, but as I, I just think that just as Americans, we're always working together yeah. to be the best, and I, I I love that. 
good. I love I that. Like that. San too. Diego does too. To yeah, be honest. absolutely. I think that resonates with a lot of people. The, the second piece was I also saw the struggle that my mom had with government. Mm-hmm. I experienced some of it even early on in my own career where I saw the heavy hand of government and what it can do mm-hmm. and how it can help. Yeah. And so I work every day in my office, not necessarily on these ideas of, you know, oh, well, that's going to be a good headline or let me script out the title of this bill so it sounds really nice. Yeah. I told my staff, I said, they said, what are we doing year one? I said, year one, we're tightening the bolts. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're screwing everything. We're making sure that somebody is in and out of our office in 15 minutes. We're making sure that when you call into our phone, you're in and out in under three minutes. Yeah. Like that is the things that I, I want to return your day to you and say, hey, I got served properly mm-hmm. and I have a government office that cares about me. And I want to do that in a way that shows other government offices that they can achieve that too. Yeah. I mean, that would be ideal. That would be great. So, Well, I really appreciate you joining us today and uh, on all the great information. Uh, and uh, can you give out the website one more time? www.sdarcc.gov. And my cell phone is 619-372-0226. I, I, I put it on my business card. I put it out there. Mm-hmm. If you need help, and I get a lot of calls, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. So that's why I have a team. Yeah. But we're going to get, we're going to help you. Good. We're, you know, I always joke if it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Courier Pigeon, yeah. send it over, Reach send out. Justin over representing you. We're going to do our best to help you. And you're going to know that you got a great partner in making sure that you are thriving at all of your life's most important moments. Yeah, well, I, I do appreciate that. And uh, I think a lot of people uh, do as well. And I've heard a lot of good things from everyone that I've dealt with uh, who is now going to the county or dealing with the county has uh, much better things to say than maybe about a year ago because uh, things were a little bit in disarray for a bit, but you've uh, done a lot of work to you know focus on that. And the customer service aspect is a breath of fresh air when it comes to local government. So uh, we really do appreciate that. And uh, hopefully we'll get you back on pretty soon to talk about some some new stuff coming up. Great. And if, uh, you know, as I see tax saving opportunities, you know, I'm going to send them over to you. Absolutely. Please do. Thanks, Justin. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This has been the Lawyer in Blue Jeans podcast, and we will see you next time. Take a break from the news and join us at Lawyer in Blue Jeans. If you're curious about the latest wacky cases or have a specific legal inquiry, drop us an email at justin at lawyerinbluejeans.com. Follow us and subscribe to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Thanks for listening to Lawyer in Blue Jeans. Be sure to follow and subscribe whenever you listen to your podcasts. To read the blog associated with this episode, visit olasmedia.com. This episode was produced in studios located in San Diego, California and Tijuana, Baja, California. Creative Director Ulysses Breton. Sound Engineer Alan Glespar. Lena Alvarez is the producer. Serving as executive producer and co-founder is J.C. Polk. And Chad Peace is president and co-founder. Olas Media is an IVC media company. Olas Media.